The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. And I'm your co host, Adam Spees. And today we have a barbarous battle between the boisterous boys from Benchwarmers. In one corner, we have Scott the Primetime Grimes. Scott, say hello to the people and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for having me on, first and foremost. This is um, this is an honor to be on, and uh, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, as John uh, mentioned here, my name is Scott Grimes. Uh, you may have heard me on various different podcasts, uh, primarily the Benchwarmers uh, Trivia Podcast, which is a sports trivia podcast that both myself and my opponent uh, host and are one of the members of. So that's kind of how we know each other. In addition to that, I also have a nostalgia cast. Uh, it's called People Don't Forget which is um, really a brainchild of the Blast Mark Past podcast brought to you by these lovely gentlemen here, uh, just covering various different nostalgia topics in different calendar years. So if you're interested in something like that, definitely give it a listen. But I am excited to get this started, and uh, hopefully I'll know some questions about the 1950s. All right, Scott. Flattery will get you everywhere exactly. in this game. <laughs> and in the other corner, we have Marcus, the Emperor Ellis. Marcus, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, Marcus Ellis and I also am a co-host on the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, and I am the emperor of uh, 14 to 18-year-old kids during football season, I guess, which is currently (laughs) going on, uh, spring season, so I'm in the middle of doing that. But very happy to be on this show. As I've told you guys, uh, Adam and John, I... Been burning through the backlog, and I appreciate you guys having us on, and I can't wait uh, to get after it. So let's do it. All right. All right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, gentlemen, before we get started, I need to know a little bit more about you. And since uh, Benchwarmers is a sports-centered podcast, I'm going to ask you, what is your single favorite moment in sports, that's huge. That's a big one. I'll I'm go big for this one. All right, I'll cool. go first. Um, this is probably gonna make me, yeah, you know, this is gonna give Scott the upper hand, but I gotta go from the heart. 1995, 
Yankees, Mariners, ALDS. And uh, we're in the bottom of the 11th, I believe. And Edgar Martinez hits a double down in the left field corner. And Ken Griffey Jr. scores from first base uh, to send the Yankees home and the Mariners to the American League Championship Series. I remember exact. I remember the exact call by Dave Niehaus. I remember running outside with all my neighbors, and everybody was uh, just so excited. And it's to me my favorite moment in sports. All right, Scott. Uh, yeah, mine is also baseball. Mine doesn't really have to do with fandom. It, it's just more of a memory that I have. And that's my parents letting me stay up late to watch Mark McGuire uh, break the home run record in 1998. I remember being into the home run race and I was nine. And so the fact that like my parents allowed me to actually stay up to watch them kind of go back and forth on that day, to me kind of solidified that sports were something that they knew that I took seriously, uh, particularly baseball. I was a baseball player growing up. So it was just nice that to know that I kind of had that support because they didn't let me stay up for anything else. But the fact that they let me stay up <laughs> that was kind of like okay you guys finally understand that baseball is more than just something i like to watch and uh so i'll never forget that moment um as a lifelong baseball fan i love that you guys went baseball um baseball's meant a lot to me not so much to adam he played a little bit when he was younger but then he have you seen my hockey. baseball have you seen my have baseball you, that's yes. what i remember there, there's something about mary anybody <laughs> <Just>. no <laughs> um and i loved both answers but I have to say, I love any time the Yankees get screwed over. <laughs> so Marcus is going to pick first in round one. Yeah, let's go. Uh, I am going to go with sports. Shocker. And your decade is the 90s. On August 7th, 1995, Jonathan Edwards of Great Britain set a world record distance of 60 feet a record that still stands in what track and field event, event, event. Oh, see. So on our show, I actually use a lot of track questions. So if I don't get this right, this is, this is bad for the brand. Oh, 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 um, is, uh, I'm going to go with triple jump. Triple jump is the correct answer. It is. Right. Let's call it with the event, event, event. I think I, I think I used a, a question. You also used that exact question, John, not too long ago. Oh, did you really? Okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking that. of the, I was thinking of the distance because I'm like, mm. that's too short for a throw. Yeah. yeah. But job. too long for a single jump. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott. What uh, category would you like? I'm gonna take movies. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. All right. In the movie Carrie, what animal's blood do Carrie's tormentors douse her with at the prom? That would be a nice old vat of pig's blood. Pig's blood is correct. Yes, sir. All right. So fashionable. We're moving along here. It, it goes with everybody's prom dress, if I had to say. It's just how it, <laughs> it's good looking. Pig's blood? Yeah. I was trying to get pig's blood on, on, my, you know, on my suit at... Uh, <laughs> Prom my senior year, but it didn't work out. <laughs> didn't work out. The new corsage, everyone's doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, music. And your decade is the 50s. Oh, baby. Oh. <laughs> All right. 
Henry Mancini won the very first Grammy for Album of the Year for his 1958 soundtrack to what American Private Eye TV series? Hey. Yeah, this is a <laughs> this is kind of a TV question from the 50s. Uh, kind of a music. Oh man, this is awful. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say uh, Dragnet. Dragnet is incorrect. Scott, can you steal? Uh, that was a good guess. Um, I'm trying to develop a short list here. I'm trying to remember what would have been out in 1958. Um, and I'm thinking, is was Kojak out? Is it MacGyver? Like, I know there have been a lot of iterations of MacGyver. I don't know how far they go back. Private Eye detective show. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna answer Kojak. Kojak is also incorrect. Adam, can you give us a little taste of the uh, theme music? No, I can't because I know the answer. Um, well, every time in my head I go, da-dun, da-dun, da-dun. That's Pink Panther. That's Pink Panther. But I know the answer is Get Smart. No. Oh, it's not Get Smart? No, what it's is not it? Get Smart. Uh, it is Peter Gunn. Oh, P- oh yes. You're welcome. <laughs> I recognize the song more than I do the name. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, all right, uh, Scott, I believe it is your turn to pick. It is, and I'm going to take food. Mm. And it might be a bit dry and moldy because it's from the 60s, my man. <laughs> Name this alliterative Cracker Jack competitor that was released by Conagra in 1967. Don't know if I can recall any Cracker Jack competitors. It seems like Cracker Jack is the, you know, the top dog in that market. So I'm wondering if it is something crunch or if it's something. Yeah, we're going to say that it's uh, something called Crispy Crunch. Crispy Crunch is alliterative, but unfortunately the wrong answer. Uh, Marcus, can you steal? Uh, no, <laughs> no, um, probably not. Um, I thought Scott, I was really hoping you were going to say Captain Crunch. No, I, I didn't think that was right. I'm leaving. I don't know why. <laughs> or like, uh, you know, like, uh, with, uh, Captain Morgan, how there's like Sailor Jerry's and yeah, I thought you were going to go like Admiral Crunch or something. Um, all of this to say that I don't know. So I'm going to say D's Nuts. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> D's Nuts, unfortunately, is incorrect. Uh, the correct answer is Fiddle Faddle. I have heard, I've heard of Fiddle Faddle. I have heard of Fiddle Faddle. That's okay. Yeah, the, th- the big three are going to be uh, your Cracker Jack, your Fiddle Faddle, and your Crunch a Munch, which oh. I think is what uh, Scott was thinking of. Yeah, okay. I knew there was something with Crunch in it. Nestle Crunch, I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, Marcus, your turn to pick. Can you remind me what's left, please? Left we have TV, toys and games, news and politics, fashion, literature, and slang. 
Uh, oh gosh, I'm probably gonna regret this. Let's do toys and games. And your decade is the seventies. The key element of this artistic toy is the mag- uh, magnetophoretic. Yeah, I said that right. Okay, magnetophoretic <laughs> display panel fill, uh, filled with a thick, opaque white liquid containing tiny, dark magnetic particles. And I'm going to say that whole bloody thing again. The key element of this artistic toy is the magnetophoretic display panel filled with a thick, opaque white liquid containing tiny, dark magnetic particles. Cool. <laughs> um, oh. I'm going to say an Etch-A-Sketch. Etch-A-Sketch is incorrect. Scott, can you steal? No, because Etch-A-Sketch would have been my answer. Artistic toy... From the seventies, I know that this was out after the seventies, so maybe that's when it got started. It's semi-artistic. I'm gonna say Light Bright. Light Bright is also incorrect. Uh, this is anyone else remember the Magna Doodle? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Magna Doodle. Is that the one that had the little sliding thing that erased yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, so you had the, you had the little <laughs> magnet at the end of a pen, and you would draw, and then you would slide it to erase that, it. Okay. So to be completely honest, that's what I wanted to go with. I couldn't remember <laughs> the freaking name of it, so I was like, uh, maybe that was later. I'll just say Etch-A-Sketch because that's the only other thing I can think of that could be the answer. All right. Uh, Scott, I believe you were picking. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if Marcus and I should stick to sports. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, TV. All right, and your decade is the 50s. Whew. We are hitting the early ones in this round. All right. This 1951 to 57 sitcom was the first scripted TV program to be filled before a live studio audience. Wow. I I don't know many sitcoms from the 50s, so I know of one, and that's the answer I'll give, and that is I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy is correct. Woo! All right, I got one in the 50s. There we go. Good ball. All right, Marcus, what are you going to go with? I'm going to try slang. All right. And your decade is the 60s. And the dice are loving the early decades. We haven't had a single 2000s, and I know that's what these guys were hoping for. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really hoping for. All right. You said 60s, right? I did say 60s. Okay. The Rolling Stones immortalized this phrase, meaning fun, in their song, Jumpin' Jack Flash. So, um, I don't, I'm, I'm gonna make some enemies here. I don't really, the Rolling Stones are okay. <laughs> um, I'm kind of right there with you, so don't, you know, don't, don't feel alone. Right. Yeah, 
Like they're like I understand that they're important, but like they're okay. Um, so I don't know this. Um, I wish my eye roll could come across on podcast, but it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I can see it. Yeah. But for the people at home, there was a big old eye roll there from Adam. Uh, slang for fun. I. It would help if I knew the words. Um, it's <laughs> the very next words, actually. <laughs> Oh no. Um uh, I I can't I I don't even have a joke answer because I can't even <laughs> if I had anything <laughs> of the chorus I could or any word I yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to oh well, as we say on our show. I'm going to have to punt on this one because I don't I don't even know where to start. All right. Scott, you get a chance to steal. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, the Rolling Stones don't really do it for me either. Um, <laughs> I know the song. I, I know some of the words. I, I can't think of any word in there that would have meant fun. So slang, 60s, for fun. Um, I'm, we're, I'm just going to say blast. Blast is incorrect. Adam, you want to give yeah. us a taste? Because Jumpin' Jack Flash is a gas, gas, gas. It's a gas. It's a gas. Yep. Something was a gas. It was a lot of fun. All right, Scott. Um, let's do news and politics. And your decades of the 2000s. <laughs> well, actually came up. Probably not on the category they were hoping for. <laughs> And I know, now it's even worse if I don't get it. (laughs) Vicente Fox was elected president of what country in 2000, making him the first president elected from an opposition party in 71 years? So, Vicente, uh, Vicente Fox. (laughs) So, opposite. It's Rick Fox's brother. (laughs) Matthew Fox's father. Um, Opposition party... Just because I know they had a lot of people in the same party for a while. I'm going to say Cuba. Cuba. Good guess. Unfortunately, incorrect. Marcus, can you steal? <sighs> Probably not. Let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. Probably not. Um, I'm just going to say Haiti. Haiti, unfortunately, is also incorrect. Um, you guys were in the light, right uh, sort of family of language countries. Uh, it was Mexico. Mexico, okay. On a side note, I saw Rick Fox at a bar once in L.A. Uh, was he as beautiful as... He's a good-looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if I was near Rick Fox, I'd be like, man, that dude's handsome as hell. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Marcus, I believe it is your turn. It is. Uh, let's, uh, fingers crossed here, let's go uh, literature. Okay. All right. And your decade is the 80s. This monthly global computer magazine was first published in March of 1983. Oh. <laughs> you said computer magazine, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that doesn't help. Because... I was really hoping this had something to do with gaming, and I might be a little bit closer to the answer. Oh, oh no. Uh, technical difficulties again. 
Oh, man. FYI, there's not a, a monthly co- a computer magazine called D's Nuts. You cannot use that answer again. <laughs> you, you see, you say that, but then I could just say, oh, you know, that, <laughs> that, uh, um, I'm just going to say computer gaming. Computer gaming is incorrect. Sky, can you steal? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'll know it when I hear the name, but computer magazine. Uh, let's just say Comp Nerds. Comp Nerds. Sounds like a great title for a magazine. We should start it. Uh, unfortunately, is incorrect. I tried to give a little bit of hint in there with Global Computer Monthly Magazine, and it is PC World. Okay. Oh, I've heard of it. P- PC right. Load Letter. What does that mean? <laughs> a little office space humor for everybody. It was, it was, it, there was nothing wrong with that name until I was about eight years old and that no talent <laughs> clown just started winning Grammys. Uh, uh, now we have to edit. Yeah, and you're editing this episode, John, so enjoy the bleeps. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Scott, is it yours? Yes, it is. Yes. I don't think I have much of a choice. <laughs> no. And you are getting 70s oh, yeah. fashion. Oh, oh, oh. good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Dresses made from this fabric woven with, uh, sorry, <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Dresses, dresses made from this fabric woven with thin ribbons of metallic fiber were not the opposite of cool in the 70s. And uh, Okay. We want the fabric. Um, <coughs> trying to think of the, the hint here, not the opposite of cool. So I don't know too many uh, too many dress fabrics. It's not really my area of expertise, um, especially with ribbons. Yeah, I'm not sure on this one. So for the sake of not giving Marcus any help with the steal, I'm just going to pump this one. <laughs> okay, Marcus. You get a chance to steal. Awfully presumptive of you to think that I was anywhere close. Well, I forget if I said anything. I, I didn't want to trigger something in your head. Again, I don't know why you would think that. Uh, <laughs> so, mm, the opposite was not the opposite of cool. Uh. Oops. Oh. That, that mean I get a question? Yeah, no kidding. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't even. I. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I have to say, out of all the fashion questions I prepped for this, this one was literally the hardest. All the I, all the other ones I think were ones that anyone could have gotten, but this one I was like, this is gonna be tough, but I'm gonna put it on here. And unfortunately, the roll of the dice gave you that one. Uh, what is the opposite of cool? But lame. Uh, this fabric is actually called lame. L A M E. That is really tough, John. <laughs> well, it's, you know what? Uh, there are people out there who would have been able to answer that question. Yeah. And that's what trivia is all about. Respect sure. to you guys. <laughs> uh, all right. I believe that is the end of round one. Adam, what are the scores? We've got a barn burner here. Uh, I've got Scott doubling up Marcus 20 to 10. All right. 
That's all right. We got a whole nother round coming. Whole much more chances to score points. So we're going into round two. And this time, Scott, you're going to get to pick first for Marcus. Yep, since I know 2000s is gone, I'm going to give him news and politics. Good strategy. I like that you're thinking that way. And his decade is the 70s. <laughs> and he's got a, a singular... Uh, you know, wave at you, kind of. I don't know what you. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> All right. Smiling Buddha was the code name for the 1974 nuclear bomb test by what country, making them the sixth nuclear power in the world? Iran. Iran is incorrect. Scott, can you steal? Probably not. I'm just gonna say China. China is also incorrect. Uh, so Buddha, we often associate with um, kind of Eastern Asian countries, China, Japan, that sort of thing. Um, but if uh, if you knew your history, does anyone know where Buddha actually came from? Was it India? India. Yeah. That's the India one. is the correct answer. Cool. That seemed racist to me. I didn't want to answer that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding, everybody. (laughs) All right. Well, no one got to that point, but Marcus, you were going to get to pick for Scott. Oh, let's let's go with uh, fashion. Mm. And the decade is the 90s. At least I know it's not the hardest fashion question. (laughs) I've already been given that one. All right. My Mbialik... And new radicals frontman Greg Alexander proved that this fashion accessory lasted all through the nineties. Okay. Wow. Think I might have an idea here. I, I I know the music video for New Radicals that is being referenced here, and I know the TV show that she was on. Again, I won't say in case I get it wrong. I don't want to help Marcus. Um I'm gonna say uh how do I wanna word it though? I'm gonna say bucket hat. Bucket hat is correct. Woo! Awesome, baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's very fair. And then, yeah, the music video. What was that? What was the song, John? You you only uh the new yeah, rock. Yeah, get what you give. Yeah, that's right. You only get what you give. Don't yeah. give up. He's on the escalator and he's got his little bucket hat on. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you see his eyes at all throughout that entire video. Uh all right. Uh Scott, you're going to pick for Marcus. Yes, I am. Um, let's give Marcus. I don't really want to help him with that one. Do you want to give Sorry. him some apple slices? Sorry, you have, I think you have those in spades. I do. I have a few left here. Um, <laughs> let's go food. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. the apple slices. <laughs> All right. And your decade is the 50s. Alvin and the Chipmunks were early mascots of this cereal created in 1957 probably not because of alvin's shirt you yeah the they were pantsless right they're in donald duck territory (laughs) i don't know what that was they're kind of like a like an oversized shirt nightgowny looking thing Uh (laughs) okay um you couldn't see their legs that was the important thing Hard thing with cereals, a lot of them are around a lot longer than you would think. 
God. I just want to get questions right and not look like a dummy, like look like a big dummy. <laughs> and this is hurting my brain. It is early over here. This stupid daylight savings time. Anyways, um, I I'm having a really hard time thinking. I mean, I know there's an A an A on his shirt. I know Scott knows that. Um, I'm just gonna say Apple Jacks. Damn it, that's what I was gonna say. Apple Jacks is incorrect. Scott, can you steal? That would have been my steal answer. I know there's an A on his shirt. I think it's red. So I was trying to think what would be the opposite of that, which would be green, like Apple Jacks. Um, all right, so maybe it has to do with the A. Wait, you went off the color? I went with A because I wasn't. I don't know. Apple Jacks. Oh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> uh, not because of his shirt. Oh man. Uh, yeah, this is just going to be a shot in the dark at a cereal. So let's just go with Cheerios. Cheerios is also incorrect. You were kind of on the right train when you were thinking about the letter on his shirt. The correct answer is alphabets. Oh. I have eaten them recently, and they taste like cardboard. Do not get alphabet cereal, anybody. Uh, they've changed the formula to where they taste like trash. Yeah. I think they're just trying to play on people's nostalgia. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Exactly. <laughs> Still fantastic. <laughs> All right, Adam, I'm, I'm lost. Who's picking? Uh, that would be uh, Marcus for Scott. All right. Literature. Thank you, Ben Young. <laughs> Literature. We can, we can say that. Yes, we can. <laughs> and your decade is the 2000s. This 2000 book was the first in Dan Brown's Robert Langdon series. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I know the series. I, I don't know the chronology of it. Because I don't know if that was a prequel or not. Oh, man. This one's tough. I know it's, I know it's a prequel, but I don't know if it was actually released first. I, it could have just been a prequel that was released after the initial one. So... I'm just, I'm going to say the Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code is incorrect. Marcus, can you steal? Yikes. Uh, <laughs> I say yikes because this is like, I guess now it's movie-ish question. But that's what I was going to say because I assumed since it was <laughs> the first movie that it was... Uh, and I only know one other one. So I'll just say I think it was Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons is correct. Woo! Good job. Yeah. Thanks, they Tom made, Hanks. They made they made that uh, they made uh, the Da Vinci Code movie first, but the Angels and Demons was the first book to come out. Yeah. And actually, I personally I like Angels and Demons as a book better than the Da Vinci Code, but that's me. Uh, all right, uh, Marcus, you got the steal. And I think you now get to pick for Scott. Uh, vice versa. Oh, Scott no, picks reverse. for Marcus. Yep. Scott picks for Marcus. Yep, he's going to get slang. Okay. And his decade is the 90s. There we go. Will Smith popularized this phrase about dancing like no one's watching. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for slang category, jabroni. Um <laughs> Uh, getting jiggy with it. 
Getting jiggy with it is correct. Yes. I had that whole album. That was like one of the first albums I bought with my own money. Yeah. 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 Listen, I may lose the game, but I'm a good friend. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> you wanted right answers. You got two back to back. You're welcome. That's where don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> I have to say, uh, uh, as a young uh, white male, uh, the getting jiggy with it video was the only reason I felt like I could dance because I could do the stupid little <laughs> hand motion that Will Smith that, could do. I was like, oh, that, now I can dance. That's what makes me laugh about like that version of this now is that I don't know what song it is because I don't really listen that much to Drake, but that that song where he's dancing like a like a goon, and I'm like, it's just Will Smith for the now kids. Yeah, <laughs> that the, the hotline bling that you see? Yes, yeah. yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, where he's just dancing like a, like a dad at like a school dance that chaperone is just standing over in the corner dancing yeah and there's stuff. just but, there's just like memes of him like playing basketball and other weird stuff because it's yeah. ridiculous <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right uh i oh, see and now i'm lost adam where are we <laughs> i think Mar- I'm for- yes marcus picks for uh, scott <laughs> you're gone you're completely gone john i am uh i'll join the banter what can i say it's good stuff yeah uh i'll go toys and games okay and your decade is the 60s. All right. This is a little bit of a wordy one. This game's prototype was invented in 1964 by John Spinello, a University of Illinois industrial design student who sold his rights to renowned toy designer Marvin Glass for a sum of $500 and the promise of a job upon graduation. A promise that was not upheld. But don't touch the sides. I'm sure these are great clues. It's just, they seem to be lost on us. Uh, don't touch the sides. I don't know what that means. Um, the only thing I can think, I don't know why this would have been created by an engineer. Um, you, you don't want to touch the sides in uh, the game of operation. So I'm going to say operation. Operation is correct. Ooh. I would have added like a water on the knee hint. Water on the knee operation. <laughs> That's that that theme song was playing in my head the that commercial the whole time. I was like, this is clearly operation. I was like, come on, Scott, just blow it, you loser. I needed that. Yes, you did. I was so angry with you. I was just trying to not look confused. Well, actually, I'm just just trying to do what I've been doing this whole game, which is look confused. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott, you get to pick for Marcus. Uh, TV. TV. And his decade is the 70s. Telly Savalas played this lollipop-loving police detective in a series of the same name. <laughs> Adam's face is, <laughs> was the best because he, I think... I'm I'm gonna disappoint you here because I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, I know I should know this because I used to watch all that old crap late at night, Nick at night, and I just I don't know why it's all disappearing out of my brain. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna go with a wrong answer that I said earlier. <laughs> I'm just gonna say Dragnet again. Dragnet is incorrect scott can you steal it's just not coming to me for some reason i i can picture him 
I know who he is. I can see the stupid lollipop. And I can't think of the name. And every cop show I'm thinking of isn't also the name of the cop. So those aren't going to help me right now. I know this isn't right, but I'm just going to go with Ironside. Ironside is incorrect. Uh, Adam, I saw you kind of laugh a little bit, and I think it's because you know that the answer was actually said. It was. Way back in the music question, somebody guessed Kojak. Yep. I Kojak. Right. Yep. Kojak was the answer. Uh, all right. Uh, see here. Marcus, you were picking for Scott? Yeah. Um, I'll go movies. Okay. And the decade is the 60s. <laughs> I roll from Scott. <laughs> I don't know a movie from the 60s, so let's, let's see how this goes. This 1962 epic is over three and a half hours long and surprisingly has no women in speaking roles. 1962 epic. Trying to think of what how the clue would incorporate into this. Let's go with, uh, we're going to say it's the 1962 classic Ladies Night. <laughs> And it's three and a half right. hour Yeah, it's ladies' night. All right, sorry. Yeah. Oh, what a night. <laughs> I am not. I was also getting jiggy with it while I was singing that, and uh, I did not. I'm, I'm just a. Uh, just stop. Yeah, I'm just done. stop. I'm done. Just stop. All right, Scott, can you steal? Or Marcus, can you steal? Yeah. Oh, sorry, oh, Marcus. Can steal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The reason I laugh so hard when you started doing Ladies Night Adam is because it just makes me think of John Lovitz when I hear oh, that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> me too, yeah. Um, I mean, to quote that movie and him, uh, well, I feel like I'm losing my mind and Scott is reaping the benefits. Um, oh, gosh. I don't know. I'll just say Planet of the Apes, even though I know that's wrong. Planet of the Apes is also incorrect. Uh, when you think three and a half hour long movies, uh, one of the biggest ones is Lawrence of Arabia. Great movie. Only ever watch it once. You don't ever need to watch it any more than that. I can't remember who I was talking to about that recently. But yeah, there's there's a handful that just like, they're good movies and you know well received and all that stuff. And I just... I could never bring myself to watch them again. <laughs> For me, one of those is Citizen Kane. I don't oh. think I could ever sit through that movie again. Mm-hmm. I can. Um, a more recent one that's not necessarily a classic, but like The Book of Eli. I can't watch it after mm. you watch it the first time. I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, it, yeah I'm the same way. It's a great movie, but after after one time, I'm like, that's enough. Yeah. That's, yep. enough. that's as much as I can get out of it. Never again. <laughs> I agree on that. Uh, all right. Uh, Marcus, I believe you're... No, 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 Scott, you're picking for Marcus. I am not doing well today. <laughs> Music. All right. Is that the only one we got left? Uh, and sports. Oh, okay. I wasn't going to give him that, so... Yeah. <laughs> Music! Why? Uh, to steal Chris. Uh, all right, and it's going to be the 90s. Well, it's going <laughs> to be the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm using... Yeah, I'm shutting up now. All right. Can you for sure perhaps name the debut album 
of the English band Oasis. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I couldn't name you one Oasis song right now. <laughs> Scott, Scott's laughing because he probably knows, and there are people that are screaming at this podcast. Let me tell you something. I don't care. <laughs> you all you jabronis that know this, good for you. Um, I don't know. I I don't uh, even I don't even have a guess. All right, Scott, can you steal? No. <laughs> I I so I I like I don't mind Oasis. I mean, Wonderwall is is a classic, so I love that song, but I can't tell you what album it's off of. I don't even know if it's on their debut, so did he say that in the question? Yeah, I mean, he didn't say Wonderwall was on the album in the question. Oh, you're saying that the song was on the, yeah, yeah. Right, I don't even, you know. So, can you for sure, perhaps? <laughs> so, I'm just going to say that it's called Maybe. Maybe is so close. The correct answer is definitely maybe. Oh, wow. You picked up on the clue and it got you halfway there. That was a valiant. That was a valiant try. And for uh, for uh, for the uh, just for your information, uh, Wonderwall was not on. Definitely, maybe. I figured it was, that was probably on their second. Yes. Album. Yep. Yep. What's the story, Morning Glory? Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are down to sp- sports. Yes, we are. All right. Sports for Marcus, or no, for Scott. Ooh. Yeah, 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 Scott. And it's 50s. Oh, of course it is. I mean, the good thing is is that you know you're not going to get a 50 sports question on the final yeah. question because I'm assuming <laughs> someone's going to pick sports. I, I might be guessing here, but okay, here's your 50s question. In 1956, Althea Gibson became the first African-American to win a Grand Slam title at which European tournament? Great. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> I'm just going to say Wimbledon. Wimbledon is incorrect. Marcus, can you steal? What's messed up is that <laughs> when you're thinking of Grand Slams, <laughs> there's three answers. Yep. And you're like, cool. So Scott eliminated one, and I don't know for sure. Um, I feel like we talked about her not that long ago on the podcast. We did, but... Oh, no. I'm a bad person because I forget. It's funny. So, like, when we have to come up with blurbs and episode titles and all that stuff, much like I'm sure you guys do, they're always like, hey, so can you guys give me something from that? I'm like, I don't remember what I said an hour ago. <laughs> I don't. Uh, all right. I'm going to I'm gonna guess the French Open. The French Open is correct. Woo! Woo! Oh, let's go. Cool. Needed that. Need that bad. Yeah. I had to earn my answers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is the end of round two. Adam, catch us up on the scores. Well, with the French Open, that has tied us up. We are at 42-40 going into the final. All right. Uh, we Normally, we would have whoever's in the lead pick but uh, Adam, if you would, uh, I'm just going to have you roll a dice. Yep. So uh, you can tell us oh, how you're going to do it or how you're going to uh, determine. Well, 
because uh, both alphabetically, first and last names, doesn't matter. Uh, Marcus is first and Scott is second. If it's one through three, Marcus will pick first. If it's uh, five through six, Scott will pick first. And Scott gets to pick first. All right. What category do you want for your final question? Wow. This is tough because I have to think strategically. If I take sports, Marcus might take something that I'm not very strong in. He is very strong in, and I have to get both of these. Like you could take literature, and it could be a comic book question, and it's game over for me. You know, I, I I'm trying to avoid that. So I would never do something like that to you. <laughs> um, Maybe. So, I gotta think. If, do I take something that I feel like I can get that maybe Marcus can't? Like maybe TV, but I have completely not done well in TV on this episode so far. So I don't know if that streak's going to continue. I, thinking of the decades that are left, I have a good shot at one, getting one of the two decades I feel comfortable with in this category. So I am going to select music. And what's our decade going to be, Adam? Yep. The decade for that will be the 60s. Damn it. Not one of the ones I wanted. <laughs> All right. Okay. So as much as I think everybody would like to hear us get a sports question, I'm not going to do that because Scott and I, when we done uh, other podcasts together, we're like, it's kind of nice to not do sports because that's all we do. So, Scott, we are going to go with literature, and I am going to hope that this is going to be a comic book question, and hopefully I can reach into that knowledge and rip your heart out. Just know you have to get a 60s music question right as well, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to have to get a 60s literature question as well. Hell yeah, let's <laughs> go. All right, we are going all 60s with the... Final question. So, gentlemen, knowing that you have 60s music and 60s literature, go ahead and make your wagers. I am ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Not for All the right. question, but, you know. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start with the 60s literature question. <sighs> Originally called Timely Comics, this company rebranded itself in 1961 with the introduction of their first superhero quartet. And for the music one, it is actually a lyric question. I'm going to read the lyrics from a song, and you have to tell me the name of the song. All right. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you, girl, we couldn't get much higher. Uh, while Scott and Marcus are thinking about their answers, I am here to ask everybody, check out People Don't Forget a Nostalgia Cast. That Also, check out Benchwarmers. That's a great one, too. But more particularly, People Don't Forget is the latest podcast to join the Beef Up Network. We're really excited about that. Woo! So, um, absolutely check it out. We love what Scott's doing over there. Actually, Marcus has been on the show. I can't wait to be on the show myself. Uh, great stuff. I love the format that, he, that Scott brings where he's talking about overall different uh, you know, topics from different uh, years. So I think it's a lot of fun. Make sure you guys subscribe. And, um, yeah, make sure you check out People Don't Forget. I am good to go here. 
locked in with my answers. I, too, am locked in with my answers. All right. Uh, Scott, since you locked in first, why don't you tell us your answers? Uh, well, they're not right. Um, I'll tell you that. But uh, So for literature, I said DC Comics. And for the music, I said Brown-Eyed Girl. All right. And Marcus? Um, so I was trying to... I wanted you to read it again because I or the literature question because I knew this immediately, but I didn't want to give Scott any kind of. Uh, <laughs> wow, you look at you playing head games over there. <laughs> um, I believe it's Marvel. I'm pretty pretty positive. And for the for the lyrics, I was really thinking in my head. I was kind of thinking Motown, that kind of era. Um, but as I went through the songs in my head, I couldn't really get there. And then I can't, well, the last lyric, um, was higher and I was kind of thinking about it and I was like, I don't know, maybe there's a really boring ass song that I think of from that era. Um, I think it's light my fire. So that's just what I said. Cause it rhymed. All right. Uh, for literature, Timely Comics in 1961 became Marvel Comics with the introduction of their first superhero quartet, which was the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four! <laughs> <laughs> and for the music question, girl, you know that we untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you, oh. girl, we couldn't get much higher. Come on, baby, light my fire. Light my fire by the doors is Ooh. correct. Oh, great pulls. I had light my fire in my head, but I was like, I can't think of the rest of that song. So, But it wouldn't have mattered anyway because I didn't get the literature question. All right. Well, uh, not too much of a mystery, but it will come down to wagers to see how this really ended up. Scott, what? how much did you wager? I wagered a big fat zero. All right. Big fat zero. And Marcus? I wagered a whopping three points. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew right. I knew I knew it was gonna be Scott was gonna be similar. It was gonna be a very small wager or nothing. So I said, eh, I'll wager something. <laughs> Actually I had no shot at it. So. All right, Adam, give us give us the maths. With a final score of forty-three to forty and getting the final question, our champion of the day is Marcus Ellis. Woo! Great job. Congratulations. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, this was actually, I think it turned out a really good game. Yep. Um, right up into the end. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, before we go, uh, Marcus, since you were the champion, uh, we'll give you a chance to kind of give out shout outs and everything right here at the end. You called me the emperor. So let me speak to all of my minions <laughs> and subjects. Um, if you want to follow the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast on social media, it's Benchwarmers TP, and uh, we post you know photos of the recordings and other stuff. And yeah, just uh, we'd love to have you all if you're into that. Um, and also, um, uh, John and Adam have been gracious enough to plug us 
throughout this episode. And I'd like to plug them. Listen to the BFOP network. Listen to all those great shows. Listen to all the episodes of this because I have done that. I've spent the last week basically <laughs> just powering through. And now I'm going through Blast from Our Past, which – Spoiler alert, I may or may not be on in the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I appreciate you guys a lot. Um, I'm glad this second recording uh, went, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully stays in. So I mean, I guess technically Scott and I are one in one. So yeah, we didn't we didn't tell anybody, but we did have we had a botched recording that Scott won. Uh, <laughs> handily, he handily beat me. So but, I will. But technical yeah. difficulties, and now Marcus came back and won this one. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> So thank you guys a lot. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to hopefully being on in the future. Awesome. And, Scott, as the newest members of our BFOP network, I'm giving you the last word. Yeah, I think first and foremost, this means we have to have a rubber match at some point. (laughs) Uh, So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I hear that there may or may not be a uh, patron tournament coming up. So as a patron of the show, I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. Anything I can do to, to be on here to support the show and, and everything that's going on with the BFOP network is uh, honestly just an honor for me to even have been extended that invitation. I can't thank you guys enough for that. I'm really excited to uh, get some new content out there for people don't forget. Uh, which you can follow at Twitter at uh, PDF Nostalgia Pod, and we have a Facebook group as well. So please, to be quite honest with everyone that's listening, I need ideas. So please, if there's a specific topic you want to talk about in a specific year, or even if it's not, if it's more broad, let me know. I literally don't care what it is. I can talk about <laughs> anything. I can talk about books. I can talk about if you want to do something specifically. If you love boy bands and you want to talk about boy bands, I'm in. Like Whatever it is, I do not care. I'll talk about one movie. I'll talk about all movies. Um, but I'm just looking forward to getting some new content out there. Uh, like Marcus said, uh, we ben- we talk, we spent an absor- absorbent amount of time in our episode talking about the MTV show Next. Oh, and yeah. We, <laughs> we, we, yeah, you guys, this, the show's great. It's fun to just sit down and BS, and that's what Scott does, and it, and he's great at it, and I had a lot of fun. So, yes, come on the show. We uh, talk about anything. Anything you want, just let me know. You can send me a message. You slide into my DMs with an idea, and I promise you I will make it happen. So thanks again for having us on, Adam and John. Again, it's always fun interacting with you gentlemen. I'm looking forward to future interactions and you know networking with you guys in the future. Um, yeah, listen to Benchformers as well at Benchformers TP. We just recently had an episode drop with Adam mm-hmm. that was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. A so lot of fun, yes. yes. Check that one out as well. So that's uh, that's all I've got. All right. Well, that's Adam, and I'm John, and this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, 
often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.